welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number eight and season number two of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my friend, my buddy, my ever-loving pal, Lucas Aver with me. Lucas, how are you, mon frere? Uh, you know, the allergies are coming in full swing today, so I apologize for any any sniffling, sneezing, coughing, whatever. Uh, but good to be here. Good to be here. Well, we're, we're, certainly, we're certainly glad that you are here, Mr. Luke, because that makes us definitely I'm, I'm very happy, very happy. It makes me, um, you know, I, I, I cry tears of joy every time we get to do this podcast together, Lucas. That's you weird. Know, That's you weird, know what I mean? Man. You know, just even just a little bit. No. Strain. You're not cool with that at all? That's a little, that's a little I weird. Would, I'm just saying I, it might be a little too attached. Possibly. I don't know if I could ever be doing yeah. that. Anyway, um, moving on, Mr. Lucas. We just recorded the Hometown Heroes uh, video. So, guys, please be sure to go check that out. So we do it exclusively on YouTube. It's our little video series where we talk about the only two teams that actually matter in the NFL, the Cowboys and the Titans. Everybody else is irrelevant. So if you want to hear about actual oh, – oh, oh, oh. hmm? What did you say? The Cowboys and the Titans? You mean the Titans and the Cowboys? Definitely the Cowboys and the Titans. It's alphabetical order. No. No. That doesn't work for you? Absolutely not. Maybe you're a little too attached to the to the Titans too. Anyway, but <laughs> that's uh, anyway. So if you guys want to go check that out, uh, please please do. Hometown Heroes is in the playlist uh, for you guys. It's convenience down in the channel. So give it a look. See, it's a great time. Comments, Jackson. Jesus, oh, yeah. what, what are you doing? I don't know. It's like I haven't done this before or something. Jesus. All right, so we have comments, okay? All from Mr. Casey. Thank you, Mr. Casey, for uh, giving us the comments. We, we surely do appreciate it. We got five comments from Mr. Casey today, Mr. Lucas. Ooh, the content. Yes. First one says, Ravens Lamar Jackson is trash. He had a lucky year, just like Ryan Tannehill. Just taking shots at you right away, Lucas. He's, he's, he's not holding back any punches. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next, he said, "Working." He, he says, "Working at Tyson, at Tyson keeps me on my toes. Not much freedom like I had in my last job. I help feed America, uh, including Brady and the Bucks." Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he tied he tied that in rather nicely. Thank you, Casey. We really, we sure. I, I hope your uh, job at Tyson's going well, man. I really do. I haven't talked to you in a while. I need to hang out with you. He says, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm guys. I putting out enough chicken for Gronk, though. Dude, Gronk is huge, bro. I bet he could eat a bunch of chicken. I'm saying. Yeah. So sorry, guys. Didn't finish the last episode. I thought I did. But I'm gonna go back and watch. He says, "P.S. Go Brady and the Bucks." Oh my gosh, Casey. Okay, we know that you're a Buccaneers fan. All right, Lucas. He's coming at you on this one. You ready? Yeah. Ready? As usual, as per usual. What is Lucas smoking? The Broncos are so trash. They have no quarterback since Peyton, since Peyton retired. Brady and Gronk and Evans will destroy everyone this year. Lucas, get your TB12 jersey on. Oh man, I don't I don't want the TB12 jersey. I don't need it. And look, you, say what you want now, buddy, but it ain't the season ain't started yet. We'll see what happens. You'll see. You'll I see. Wanna, you'll see. I want a TB12 jersey from the Bucks. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um you know, nice little, nice little red to go with it. I don't know if it really matches with my hair though. Might make me look weird. So I did see, I did see that. Uh, so a Tom Brady like helmet, right? Yeah. Before he changed teams, it was like five hundred dollars. You can get one. Dang. At like twenty five hundred dollars. Jesus, bro. Yeah, that's insane. 
It's actually in chain. But we're we're writing the story, Lucas. All right. Somehow the Patriots with no with, with no good quarterback are going to make the Super Bowl, and and of course Tom Brady's going to come in and they're going to match up at home in Tampa Bay, and it and, would be a blowout. Yes. And Tampa Bay would just absolutely destroy them because the Patriots are bad. Brady gets number seven and walks off into the sunset. The Patriots were bad with Brady last year. They had an excellent defense and a terrible division, and that is the only reason they were relevant. Next question. Next comment. I can't wait to see the comment after that one from Casey. Okay. He says... Hey, what do you guys think about the Cardinals, bro? Hopkins, Murray, and Fitzgerald. <coughs> he said, oh, yeah, and this is going to be a playoff season for them. Maybe better than the Titans and Cowboys. He said, I'm just saying it could happen. We got Murray three-time back-to-back-to-back state champion, and he threw for 25,000 yards is in the Texas high school history books. Played one I don't year, care about high school. He said he played one year in college and just blew it up and won a Heisman Trophy. I say go Murray having a winning season. Hey, hey, I don't, I don't care what they did in high school. Okay, this, this is NFL. All right, bud. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Cardinals. Hit you with the bud. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Um, Like like the Cardinals to me are kind of a – it's a, a weird team, team, right? You don't really, you don't really know how, you don't really know how they're going to do because they do have DeAndre Hopkins. You expect Kyler Murray to have a good season, and um, Cliff Kingsbury. Don't know if he's a good or a bad coach, right? Um, this is kind of, this is kind of a prove it year, I think for him. Yeah. Um. Even though you would think like. He can use the quarterback as a security blanket, but I think that there's more faith in the quarterback right now than there is faith in the coach. And so I think if like someone if someone was about to get chopped, I think Kingsbury is right there. I think Yeah. Yeah, might be Cliff. It's super interesting to me this year because you got I mean you have two Hall of Fame wide receivers, right? You got Fitzgerald who's you know, he's going to be a first ballot immediately. And you have Hopkins, who's building his resume, who I assume will eventually end up being a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Right. And so that is a lot of firepower for a second year quarterback to have. Um, right. And they address some offensive line issues in the draft. Their defense immediately got better. Um, <laughs> oh, what was his name? And they signed him or the, the he fell to eighth in the draft. Lucas, I'm having a blank for whatever reason. The Cardinals? Uh, yeah, he was a linebacker Lineman? from Clemson. Yeah. Oh, the linebacker. Isaiah yeah, he, Simmons, right? Isaiah that's right. That's his name. I, I, I can't believe I freak, I blanked on that. But you pick up Simmons, who is a, a perennial player, right, who immediately is going to have an, an impact straight away. And so the, the Cardinals are kind of like mystery could be dark horse team for me this year. Like, I don't know how well they're going to end up doing when we when we look through our predictions and stuff, you know, but right. I don't know, man. They're kind of on the edge. The Rams are going to fall off. The Cardinals will get better, but they're in such a tough division. I just don't know how well they could possibly do, you know, right. I, they're immediately going to have four losses straight away because they're not beating the Niners and they're and they're not beating Seattle. So. Right. I don't, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm a very intriguing team this year, for sure. 
Very intriguing team. But that's all the comments that I have. Thank you, Casey, for giving us the comments. Guys, if you want your comments read uh, live here on the show, please be sure to leave a comment down in the YouTube uh, in the YouTube video. Let us know your thoughts. If you have any questions, comments for us, or if you just want to give Casey a hard time, we'll read it out here for you here on the air. So um, go ahead and do that. Join Casey. He's getting a little lonely down there. Okay, he's starting replying to his own comments. I don't know what's going on. But um, anyway, give him some love. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> that's kind of what's going on um anyways mr jackson so if what's we're up? done with casey's plethora of elite comments love the vocab just, there for some reason tend to put me on edge about 50 percent of the time they just he just does it just to um, boil your blood bro it's actually hilarious mm, mm, just what a, what a guy what a guy okay i love so, that guy <laughs> Uh, some rule changes did go into effect for the NFL recently this past week, uh-huh. and I want us to talk about those a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think after that we got some other stuff to get into, but I want to start with this because kind of a controversial deal going on. <clears throat> I think there's three rule changes. Like one of them was they added more protection on punt return, which I don't know how you can get any more protected. The way I heard it described was like literally the returner has to catch the ball and make a move before you can touch him and then like hesitate a second and then you can touch him <laughs> really jeez yeah. like um uh so some people are a little upset about that role but the big one is that this past season uh you were able to challenge pi calls Yes. They have taken that away. This year, you will no longer be able to challenge passing interference goals. Why? It extended games too much is an argument. It's another argument that it didn't work anyways. I agree it didn't work anyways because the refs were like, that's fine. If you're if you're going to be like this to us, then we're just not going to overturn anything, you know? Um which is dumb to me because, like, there are some blatant pass interference calls that yes, should turned, have been overturned. It turned into more of a battle. It turned, I think it turned into more of a battle. I think if you are, you know, I think New York should have the ability, like, the NFL should have the ability to call the, the on-field judges and be like, well, that was pass interference. Right. But, but apparently they have a, a problem with calling out their refs and telling them that they're wrong like that. Uh especially for some reason when it comes to pass interference because the way I heard it described is that pass interference is a judgment call. Holding is a judgment call. <laughs> Calls like that, they don't want to have that ability because every person sees the play differently. And so okay. since your opinion on the play could be different than my opinion, they think that it bring it, it goes into too many gray areas. And so the only way to keep the game... I guess honest is to those are judgment calls. They're not challengeable. It is what it is. Go to the next play. See, and I'm conflicted on that because I understand that point, but at the same time, there have been some blatant, and I mean blatant pass interference calls that have been missed by judges from around the league. Not just judge, like not just like a specific team, you know, like referees that miss calls, but like across the board. There's been like, mm-hmm. I mean, let's go to the Saints and Rams playoff game. Okay. That like that's the reason why we even had the challenge come in, in the first place, because it was a like everyone in the stadium knew it was pass interference. And so Wow, I think, I'm, I'm uh, actually really shocked by that. 
Yeah, I think a perfect example of the problem is that Saints-Titans game towards the end of the year, you know? Yeah. Titans are trying to drive down the field. We're playing without Derrick Henry. We've done a great job of staying in the game, and we're going down to score, and Tannehill hits Khalif Raymond way down the field. It's a huge play, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens, Khalif Raymond catches the ball. Yeah. And it's and it's like as soon as he catches the ball, he just gets smacked in the head, like right before the ball is getting there. It's, it's super weird. I remember right? that play. Yeah, and, yeah. And they don't. They didn't like we challenged it, and they didn't overturn it. They could have called, maybe not pass interference, but they could have said some targeting that didn't get called. Yeah. They still ruled it as a fumble, and my boy didn't even take no steps. I swear. Right. And so. Uh, I just feel like I feel like because of the pass interference call, the refs even had a tendency not to overturn other challenges from teams. And so I just feel like it upset them. It upset the football teams. It upset the owners. And it caused too many. It caused too many conflicts compared to how it was before. Yeah, but that's my thing. Like I, I feel like sometimes these conflicts need to happen for change to like to go through you know what i mean like like if we're gonna upset the refs because they're not making good pass interference calls okay let's upset the refs and right like to a point to where we can hopefully like figure out that rule to where there's not so many gray areas you know it's pass interference or it's not and i feel like when we take away the ability to challenge that and ability to challenge the rest call and keep them accountable that just kind of it's retroactive to progress being made on that particular ruling does that make sense right so it's just i i'm really shocked by that i'm actually i'm actually a little bit triggered at the moment I think it needs to be there, but like not the way it was. I don't think like I like the New York thing that you said. I don't, that yeah, I don't think teams should have the ability to challenge it like that. I think that does it makes games long and it leaves some things up to like other people's opinions and stuff like that. I think it should just be even if it was just within two minutes, within two minutes, all of that is is automatically reviewed. Right. Yeah. Any pass interference calls, targeting calls, all all of that stuff, all that sketchy stuff. I like that. Yeah. That is that is left up to a person's own judgment, a person's own opinion on the field. Mm-hmm. Needs to be looked at, and they need to call it. The call down, tell them what's up. They were wrong. It's okay. It's not a super publicized thing. It's not as big of a deal. And every and everyone's happy, right? Because you can happy. just because if it happens say, with ten minutes left, it's not a big deal. But yeah. when it happens with the game-winning drive, right? And no one can do anything. It's a huge that's deal. A problem. Yeah, and you could just say like the previous play is under review, right? It doesn't have to be like you hear the 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 rest intercom like, "Gosh dang it, get Billy on the phone." This is some <laughs> this is some wild like I can't believe he missed that call like. Doesn't have to come in like that. You just say the previous plays under review. The guy goes under the tent, talks to somebody. He comes out and says, after further review, this has been changed. I think it's faster than two. Yeah. Because then yeah. it's automatically being reviewed. There needs you don't have to, to wait for the team to throw the flag and do all this. There stuff. needs to be some kind of mechanism to where the rest are held accountable for the, the, the PI calls. Because if there's not, I just feel like 
we're taking a big step back. I don't care what the I don't care what the accountability comes from. If it's from I like the whole thing from New York, especially the inside two minutes. Like I love all of that, but there's got to be some kind of mechanism there to where you know there's some accountability. Um, so speaking of of rules, there's an NFL rule that I absolutely hate. Okay, and. Uh, I didn't know it was a rule really until it happened to the Titans like two or three years ago. And since then, I've been like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I heard the Jared and the GM ESPN Sports Show talking about it. So I wanted to know what you think about this. Yeah, lay it on. Because they were like, they were like, if you're going to change some of these rules, why not change this one? Yeah. And him, 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 him. Oh, man. It's, it's a doozy if you're him, him, him. All right. Him, let's, him, say, him. let's say Zeke, let's say Zeke is at the five yard line, right? Let's say, okay. let's say your team started at the 20 and he's running all the way down the field to the five yard line. Someone comes up behind him and punches the ball out of his arms and it goes right through the end zone and out of bounds. You know Ooh. what happens? I'll, let me, it would be a touchback for the other team, right? So the other team gets the ball. Yeah. So how does that make sense when if Zeke fumbles at the five and the ball goes out at the three, you get the ball at the three? Because you're still – I can see why that makes sense because you still have – like that's still like it's coming for your team's possession, right? Like you're, 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 you're progressing towards this side, right? And so like – but when you cross the goal line, you score. So – if it goes out the back, it's kind of like a, it's almost like you a safety. You the one. It's almost like a safety thing, right? It's kind of weird. It's like it, it, it makes no sense. If you if you fumble and the ball goes out of the end zone, you should get the ball at the one yard line. Okay. Or you should get it where you fumbled at. Right. So they're saying like, so you fumble, and the ball, like just completely goes out straight towards the back, like past the uprights. Or does it matter like where in the end zone it goes out? If it goes out of bounds anywhere in the end zone. Then the other team gets the, the other ball. team gets the ball. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Like, like I've what, never happened, s- what happened to the Titans was Corey Davis was was running along the sideline and he gets to like the one and he's yeah. literally about to cross and the guy punched the ball. And when it and it went out of bounds, like next to the pylon, but like right past it, you know? Yeah. And I think this was actually in the playoff game against this might have been the playoff game against the Patriots two years ago. Um, so the Patriots received the ball. Is it because like and the if you intercept the ball, got the ball, they like get the ball at the twenty. Boom. It's like so if you get if you get the so like I know if you like receive like you intercept the ball in the end zone, take a knee, you get the ball at the twenty, right? Because it becomes your ball, your possession. So I guess they're saying loose ball, no one has possession. The end zone's protected for the. Defending team, therefore ball. I guess that's their. They get the ball. I guess that's their line of logic. There, I don't think there's. It makes zero sense. I can kind of see where they're coming from, but that is weird. To me, like, to me, it makes no sense that like I can fumble at the one yard line and it can go out at the one, and it's but, still my ball. But if right. I fumble at the one and it goes out of bounds in the end zone, just a yard ahead, you know, right then. The other team gets the ball. Like you yeah. literally lose the whole ball just right. because you fumbled. But you can fumble anywhere on the field, and if it goes out of bounds, you keep the ball. Yeah. And if you so fumble in your own end zone, it's a safety. It should be a safety. That makes sense. Yeah. It is a safety, isn't it? If you fumble in your own end zone and it goes out, it's a safety, right? 
I'm not 100% sure because, you know, you get, like, forward progress and stuff, and if you don't touch right. it... And, like, I know that they already have the rule in place now where, like, if I fumble at the one-yard line and then you and the ball goes into the end zone and you're on my team, Jackson, and you jump on the ball, like, it's not a touchdown. You're not allowed to recover it. I have to be the one to recover it. Right. Oh, man, that's so it weird. Makes, it just makes no sense, does it? Like, For, like yeah, if you fumble and, like, if you, you, you hold your possession of the ball and you fumble out of your own end zone and that's a safety, then if you fumble – in the end zone that you're uh, trying to achieve the goal of scoring in, why should they get the ball back? Exactly. Why, why does the other team get the okay, ball Okay, I see what you're saying. That That is beyond weird. Especially if you... So if you fumble in either end zone, you lose the ball. But if you... If no you sense. But if you fumble within the 100 yards of the field, you keep it. The safety one makes sense. Like, I can The safety one that. definitely makes sense, yeah. But it makes no sense for me to fumble into the end zone. It goes out of bounds. No one touches it. Like, the other team hasn't even touched the ball. They have done nothing but cause a fumble. They didn't get possession. They didn't get the ball back. You right. Know, that, they just, right. They didn't, like, grab it and, like, take it in the end zone. They – it just – it went out. They just get it. They just get it. Why hasn't that been looked at? And so, like – the Jared guy, the the sports, the talk show host was like, he was like, I think they should change it. And if you fumble into the end zone and it goes out of bounds like that, then you okay. should like get a loss of down and you get the ball as a 30 or something. He's like, I think that's way better. And the GM, you know, was just like, it makes no sense. He said it, it literally, it makes absolutely no sense that I can fumble at the one yard line, it go out at the one and I get the ball at the one. But I can fumble at the one, it go into the end zone, and the other team gets the ball. He was like, it's it's literally one of the worst rules. This is the XGM talking. Like he just Yeah, hates yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay, it so make here, any sense. Are you I looked it up, up right now? Yeah, I got it right here. So I'm op- operations.nfl.com because I was curious about this, right? And so I have the fumbling out of bounds rules. Okay, I looked this up. It says if a fumble goes backwards. And out of bounds, the ball is next put in play at the inbound spot by the team that was last in possession. Right? So, like, if I Zeke has the ball, he fumbles it, it goes backwards, goes out of bounds, we get the ball at that spot. Right? Okay. Then it says if a fumble goes forward and out of bounds, the ball is put in play at the spot of the fumble by the team. Same thing, just forward. Like, either way, as long whoever has possession. Now it says if a ball is fumbled in a team's own end zone and goes forward into the field of play and out of bounds, it will result in a safety. Mm. If that, right? And then it says uh, if the impetus was provided by the opponent, the play will result in a touchback. Okay. So they're saying, yeah. So if yeah, if you fumble in your own end zone, it's a safety. Yeah. Basically. Makes sense. Yeah. And then it says uh, item four out of bounds and end zone. When a fumble goes out of bounds, the end zone, the following shall apply. If a ball is fumbled in the field of play and goes forward into the opponent's end zone and over the line or the sideline, a touchback is awarded to the defensive team. Or if a ball is fumbled in a team's own end zone and the field of play goes out of bounds, it's a safety. No no sense. Makes no sense. I told you, this is a real world, If that team provided the impetus that... And then it says, if that team provided the impetus, right, so impeding on the ball, that sent the ball into the end zone, uh, then it's a touchback. So, like... 
I guess if you fumble it's just saying, it, if you make someone if you make yeah. someone fumble and it goes out of bounds in the end zone, then you get the ball. And it makes no sense. Okay, yeah, that's weird. It's like so, if I fumble my own end zone, it's a safety. If I fumble in your end zone, it's a touchback. Either way, you're getting the ball. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's weird. It should just be what just out at the one then. You should. I, that's what or, I think. Or I think where the ball the was, or, or even where the ball was punched. Where out. you fumble? Where? Yeah, yeah, the place of the fumble, spot of the fumble. Where you fumble that's the ball? That's so weird. Interesting. Yeah, I never knew that was a rule. I knew the I knew the safety one, but wow! Yeah, why, why, are we ta- why are we taking a look? Because it hasn't impacted a serious playoff game yet, probably, right? Talk about killing a drive, Jackson! You drive all the way down the field. This is your chance to get into the game. You're playing the Patriots, and you fumble into mm. the end zone, and it goes off just past and, the pylon, just. And it's like, yeah, and it's like you know you spent five minutes of six minutes of game clock getting all the way down the field. Yes, you chewed up six minutes of clock for them and gave them the ball. And then they get the ball and go down and score a touchdown. You're just like, wow. Like, that's an immediate 14-point swing. And 12 minutes have probably passed, and you're down 14 at that point. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a drive killer, man. What What a weird rule. We might have to do a segment or something, Lucas. Y'all give us a comment. Let us know if this is a cool idea. We look up weird rules in the NFL and ask you if they make sense. Because that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's actually terrible. Um. Anyways, next up, we've got the uh, the football power index came out. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so the thing about the football power index is this thing comes out every year. Okay? And they, I feel like they show it down our throats. They show it at the bottom, at the bottom of all the games. You see it. You see people pregame talking about it and stuff. And uh, so, so, so I want us to talk about it. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lay it on me. What's up? So this is like basically power rankings based off of the Vegas numbers, uh, the strength of your quarterback, and like your coach stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So they put all this data into one big thing. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go through the rankings. I don't really want to look at the win loss because the win loss for the teams makes sense. You know, you got some teams in the double digits, mm-hmm. you got some miserable teams, and then you've got a whole bunch of the NFLs in the middle because that's yeah. how it's supposed. To, that so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. In the beginning of this, really makes sense. Okay. So like number one team, Kansas City. Okay. okay. Defending champs. At two. At two, yes. I'm Baltimore sorry. Number two. The second best team in the NFL is the Titans, Lucas, because they <laughs> lost by less points than the 49ers. Right? That is our logic going into this. Uh, you have you have Baltimore at number two with a 92 percent chance to make the playoffs, and they're projected to go 11 and five. Okay, so their schedule and okay. Yeah, it takes schedule strength who they play and everything into this. Okay. Okay. Uh, the percentage chance to make the Super Bowl is 30% almost. It's 29. That's high. That's really and then high. Their percentage, yeah, their percentage chance to win the Super Bowl is 16.6. Really so high. The Chiefs, the Chiefs have a 21% chance to win the Super Bowl. The Ravens have 16. And then the next highest is New Orleans at third. Okay, so New Orleans has a 13% chance to win the Super Bowl. They're projected to go 10 and 6. Case will be happy about that. Yeah. Okay. So so let's just keep going down. Then you've got fourth San Francisco. Okay. Fifth Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. What? All right. 
I put the right, H so before want, the W, Lucas. What? Yeah, so I want I want your take on this. You're projected to go nine and seven. Okay, bet. We were okay. eight and eight last year. We got an improvement. Just <laughs> to go nine and seven, you have a seventy percent chance to make the playoffs. We should. Fifty percent chance division. to win the division, I, okay. and the divisional round, and then a twenty-two percent chance to make it to the conference game. Okay, still pretty high, yeah. And to win the Super Bowl, Jackson, you have a five percent chance. I'll take it. I'll take that five percent. Fifth best in the NFL. Fifth best in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, man. I'm telling you what, they love CeeDee Lamb. Who's number six? Tampa Bay. Tampa. TB12. All right. Then you got the Eagles at seven. Yeah. Wow. Which I feel like is a little hot. I think that's high. Yeah, that's eight. I feel like that's high. Yeah. Seahawks should be higher. At ninth, you have Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're making a comeback this year, I'm telling you. Tenth, you got Buffalo. That's high. That's high for Buffalo. Eleventh, you've got the Colts. I can see the Colts being up there. Eleven might be a tad high, but I mean I mean they're built right now. They're ready to go. And then twelfth, here's one that gets me. You have New England. Where's Tennessee? You got New England 12th going 9 and 7, Jackson. It's it just purely because of their division, right? It's got to be. I mean, that's all I can think of. I mean, the Titans are 14th. 14? In the AFC okay. South? But here here are some teams dog that are projected worse than the Patriots. Okay. Worse than the Patriots, worse than the Cowboys, worse than the Eagles, worse than Tampa Bay, and worse than Buffalo. You ready? Lay it on Minnesota me. Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Okay. All right. I think I think they should be better than the Patriots. All right. Yeah. You've got Green Bay, Bro. NFC, almost NFC champions. Thirteen and three last year. Excuse me. Okay. The Titans obviously was one. Um, Let's see. Who? who what were some other crazy ones? I feel like having them above the Houston Texans is still a bit much. Absolutely. I know they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but, like, they were in the playoffs. They beat the, the Buffalo Bills. They don't have a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. This they don't have a quarterback. Can you guess who's last? It's got to be the Jets. Jacksonville Jaguars. Last Jaguars. Place. Makes sense. Garden freaking Minshew. God, so sick and tired of him, bro. Now, the Jets are 25th. Okay, yeah, so they're on the low end. Yeah. Miami is, hey, the Giants are like 28. That's not going to make Tyler happy. At no. 28. Wow. But I just, I just thought, I thought it was a lot to have like, Chicago is Chicago and Green Bay are back to back and they're below the Patriots, you know, and I kind of feel like Chicago's not a bad team. Seattle's low, Buffalo's high, Titans are low. Yeah. The big ones, I felt like uh I felt like Dallas was a little high at fifth. We are high at fifth. I'd take number ten. Tampa Bay, it's hard to argue at six, you know. Yeah, they they really fix a lot of pieces. I think the Eagles are high at seven. Agreed. I feel like the Eagles are really high. I mean, they did really Buffalo stack up their wide receiving core, though. 
Yeah, but Buffalo and the Colts are probably a little high. Yeah. Put Buffalo. Where was Buffalo? 10? Buffalo, the Colts, and New England. It's like 10, 11, and 12. All three that I feel like should be moved down some. Yeah. You got to move Seattle up there. Seattle should be like they got, number, they got number Cleveland five. and the Rams above Green Bay. What? Cleveland and the Rams? Do they Titans realize the Rams 14. have lost almost every offensive lineman they've ever had? Titans at 14, Rams at 15, Cleveland at 16. Then you got Green Bay at 17. And Chicago I am, at 18. I'm flabbergasted. Absolutely flabbergasted. They've got Denver above Arizona. Okay, listen. I know they drafted Jerry Judy and all, but the Arizona Cardinals have the best wide receiver in the league, DeAndre Hopkins. Hey, you were talking about the Falcons last week. The Falcons are pretty bad. Yeah. According to this, they're going going to win seven games. Okay. All right. I mean, it just kind of depends on what Matty Ice you get. You get MVP <laughs> Matty Ice, or do you get, you know, 2018 slump Matty Ice? I mean, they got him at 21. Okay, that's you know, around there. So are you Anyways, saying I just, the, what they're saying is the NFC South is a, is a two-man race. It's between Tampa and New Orleans. And Carolina and oh, Carolina and Atlanta are not nearly as important in that division as we think. Carolina is the third worst team. They're ranked 29th. Wow. I must be hyping them up too much then. They got the Bengals and the Giants and, and the Dolphins above them. And the Jets. And the Raiders. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what? All right, I must not know anything. Um the Bengals, the Carolina Panthers, the Washington Redskins, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have a zero percent chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> zero. They're giving Absolutely usually some people they'll zero. give you like half a percent or a one percent chance. You have none. You are not Kinds of a one point five. So listen to this. So the they're Titans really are ranked the, one spot. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying they're really giving the Chiefs and the and the Ravens a huge percent chance to win this thing. That is insane. So the Patriots are ranked twelfth. Ain't that what I said? They yeah. have a three percent chance to win the Super Bowl, which is higher than the Seattle, which is the same as the Seattle Seahawks, right? Who's okay. at eight? But it's higher than the three, all three teams that are ahead of the Patriots, Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, the the Patriots have a higher have a higher Super Bowl percentage. That don't make I, any sense to me. I guess because they have an easier division, it's easier for them to win the win the division title. Therefore, they would have a higher seed, right? Because if you win the division, you have a top a top four seed. You're not a wild card this team. You're not on the road as much. I guess that's this what they're thinking. That's insane. I get, they are giving a huge percent chance to win this thing to the Chiefs and the Ravens. Yeah, so Chiefs is, is like I said, 21%. Baltimore, 16.6. That's astronomically high. 12.9. Yeah. New Orleans, 12.9. And then you've got San Francisco, 11.5. Okay, so the top four teams are all double digits. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, they cut that in half. Dallas Cowboys, 4.8. <laughs> yeah, like, Wow. 
Basically, yeah. according to this, you've got four amazing teams, and then you've got everyone else. Because those first four teams are all projected double-digit wins, and everyone else is nine or less. But I, but the Ravens aren't going to be as good. I mean, they're going to be good, right? They have a division, oh, but I'm, it's going to be harder for them this year. They have a actual a Pittsburgh team that's actually able to fight back. And I assume Cleveland's going to be better. They got to be. Cleveland will be better. Cleveland's got to go eight and eight, right? The Green Bay ranking's pretty wild to me, and the and the Patriots one. I know Casey's going to hate me for it, but the Patriots one's wild. You got them at twelve. Should be like sixteen. I, I mean, what do they have? A good if, defense if, and if a terrible use, division, <laughs> and the best head coach they lost, ever. They lost some people from their defense, though. You know, like like they still got some studs, obviously, but the defense can't be as good, and the right. offense is definitely not going to be as good. Bill Belichick still gets you to sixteen for me. I put you at the halfway mark of the league, just purely off coaching. I mean, they're projected eight point six wins. That's actually pretty good for not having a franchise quarterback. Yep. Uh, anyways, I just that's wild. Absolutely I just wild. Point out some, point out some standouts. Green Bay is far too low. Far too low. Green Bay is too low. Seattle might low. be a little high. Dallas is too Seattle's high. Too low. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas is Dallas. definitely too high. Philly is too high. high. Yeah. Wow. I can't really argue. Like Titans are fourteen. Like okay, but some other teams need to come up if the Titans are going to be fourteen. Agreed. Because apparently. Here's what I understand. So I said that the numbers come from uh, the Vegas numbers, quarterback strength, coaching changes, right? Right. That th- number one for you guys, they're thinking a lot about getting a new coach. My McCarthy, yeah, they're, and they're, they're assuming, a lot of faith in that. And they're assuming you're going to keep Dak. But for the Titans, like we have the number two easiest schedule according to the stats, all the numbers and everything. Yeah. So what what does that show that they're thinking about? Our Vegas numbers must be super low, or or something. They don't have the a lot of faith in your e- and they don't have a lot of faith in your I easy schedule. They must think mm. they must be thinking like Casey that Ryan Tannehill had a fluke year. We'll see. It's time for the best part of the podcast, Jackson. We're Dude, doing I'm, the week four picks. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Best part of the podcast is actually take it or leave it, but you know I'm I'm down for the week four picks. That sounds cool too. Hey, I like the picks better. The picks is probably a better part, but my favorite is definitely take or leave it. Try not sneeze. (laughs) Bless you. It's allergy season, bro. It's getting bad out here in the streets, dog. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what season I can't wait for, Lucas. Spooky season. Spooky season's going to be awesome. This could be great. I can't wait for Spooktober. Okay, week four picks. For those who don't know, we're going through week by week, and it's just like we were going through the NFL season, Mm -hmm. picking the winners of all of our games for each week, and like the week before the season starts, we'll we'll have our full playoff bracket and everything done. Our projected power rankings, it'll be super cool. We'll have plenty of stuff to talk about, and it'll be a great way to get ready for the new season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all building as one cohesive thing right before the season starts. So, like, we're going to take our predictions that we've been doing on every single show, and that's that's how we're going to get our power rankings. So I'm, I'm really uh, I'm excited for it. 
And it's a really good way to like count down the season too. Like we're in mm-hmm. week four, you know, we're getting closer. Okay. I mean, we're on episode eight, guys. We're two months back in. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. First game, Thursday night football, week four. Broncos at the Jets. Uh, you know how many times we talked about the road team having a more difficult time to win these games. But for me, I'm favoring the road team heavily in this matchup. Uh, I got the Broncos going into New York and, and stealing the dub. I don't think yeah, the Jets also, have enough to to take them out. Right. I also agree. I think the Broncos got to win. I, 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 yeah. Our next, our next game, Jackson. Ooh. Don't you do it to Titans me this early. At the you did it to me this early, bro. We ain't going to build up to it either. This show, Okay. Uh, can I, we, can I, can I go on a little early. mini rant? Can I go on a mini rant, yeah. please? Okay. Go on a mini rant. Why is this not Sunday Night Football? Why? Or, or at least a Monday night game. I'm going to tell you. Okay, listen up. Listen up, listeners. Okay, Casey, listen to this, dude. The Sunday night game, okay, it's the Eagles at the 49ers. I I don't see how that's relevant, okay? And the Again, Monday night game is Falcons-Packers. Who wants to see Matty Ice on the road in Green Bay when I can see a resurging Big Ben and Juju Smith-Sucher, who should have won Coach of the Year, Mike Tomlin, against the second-best team in the NFL, the Titans, from last year? Right? Like, why, uh, why not? And Nashville is beautiful. So, ooh, October 4th, the beginning of spooky season in Nashville with the boy, the dad? Like, what? What? What else do you want? I, that's that's this is it's the in game. Nashville? It's in Nashville. It's in it's in Tennessee. Oh, I thought it was in Pittsburgh. No, it's a home game for Tennessee. Oh, well, I got Titans at Steelers, so I need to change that. Well, I mean, I'm I'm assuming this is right. I just I just you know I just, the the top team is listed as the away and the bottom as home. That's how I've always read it. Hold up. Keep going, Jackson. Keep ranting. Keep yeah, ranting. Anyway, so like this this whole Titans Steelers and this should be this has AFC powerhouse teams written all over it. Surprise teams. You got Big Ben, who's going to be coming off an injury with the vengeance, okay? Mike Tomlin had his team almost make the playoffs literally with the practice squad and Mason Rudolph, okay? And then you have Tennessee. You bring back Ryan Tannehill. Whether he had a fluke year or not last year, doesn't matter. He's going to be top 10 in uh, quarterback ranking, okay? Uh, and he's going to – they have Derrick Henry back. They're probably going to sign Jadavian Clowney. This is going to be like a defensive matchup. I, I'm i much more forward to looking to watching this game at noon because my Cowboy game is also at noon. So all of my entertainment is going to come from two games at once. I mean, later on, you know, okay, sure, I'll have the game on. But I'd much rather watch this as a Sunday night game. Okay. I think it comes down to overall the NFC is more popular than the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think people really have a lot of faith in Ryan Tannehill or Big Ben, honestly. Right. So they want to see uh, Jalen Hurts get the start over uh, <laughs> over Carson Wentz and have him travel to San Francisco. I'm guessing that'd be awesome. You go uh, first, Jack. All right. Okay. So we're talking about this game because Lucas hit me with it straight away. Um, and it is a home game for the Titans. It's a home game for the Titans. Okay, so Change they're obviously they obviously have the air, the edge there. Okay, um, 
I'm telling you what, man, I got a feeling about Pittsburgh this year. That defense last year was actually incredible. Mika Fitzpatrick made a huge made a huge impact. Uh, I love their coaching. I love coaching for both teams, honestly. Raves is just that type of guy that like he's on the field with you and he'll take hits and he's like, he's like, hey no son, this is how you have to line up. You gotta you're gonna hit a man, you're gonna hit a man like this. Like and he'll show you. Like he's just like a player's coach, right? Like I love Raves. And so like these are like two of my favorite coaches in the NFL. <laughs> But I think Big Ben's going to have it out for Tennessee. I feel like it's going to be a defensive battle, and I slightly give the defensive edge to Pittsburgh. Um, uh, and that's why I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers here on this one, on the road. It, it hurt so my I'm heart. I'm actually going to go with the Titans. Okay. Okay. Only because it's a home game. I had to change my pick because I had it as an away game for Tennessee. But if it's if it's home at Tennessee. Yeah. If the Titans ever beat a team that they should lose against, it's at home. Gotcha. It's where the magic happens. The magic sprinkles floating t- around in that's the That's what air, happened okay? in Kansas City. Beat Kansas City at home. Yep. Now, we went to Kansas City and we lost. But, but Kansas City at home, most improbable stuff happens. They mess up on a field goal. We block a field goal. They mm-hmm. fumble and we take it back for a touchdown. Weird things happen when we play teams that are supposed to beat us at home because it's the NFL. And weird things That's happen fair. in the NFL. That's and true. It's a beautiful time. Okay? I'll tell you what, so, though. I love the timing of this game. It's the beginning of October, mm-hmm. Sunday night, or Sunday during the day. It's going to be gorgeous outside. Okay? Beginning of Spooktober, you got the dad, you got the boys, everybody's there having a good time on the bus. And I think this is going to be an incredibly entertaining game for me, and I really hope I get to watch it and the Cowboys game at the same time. I think we're going to be able to run against this team. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. I think we're going to be able to run against them. And I don't see... I don't see their defense shutting down play action pass. So I think we Okay. Will. I got you. Yeah, it's going to be... Derrick Henry might... You know, he might poke the eyeballs out of Mika Fitzpatrick on one of his stiff arms and take him out of the game for the rest of the day or something. I don't know. True, that might happen. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking James Conner should be back and healthy, right? I'm thinking Juju should be back and healthy. Big Ben. Um, and who else they picked? I don't know who else they picked up at wide receiver positions. Um, that's the one thing that's kind of like got me scared is do they have enough firepower to overwhelm the Tennessee defense? I'm not sure. But I, I like their defense more than I like Tennessee's defense right now. Um, okay, that's what. So uh, Ravens at the Redskins. <laughs> Come on, it's Come easy, on. <laughs> the Ravens on the road, absolutely. I'm sorry, Redskins. Uh, Chase Young is going to have a really difficult time chasing down Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> and even if he did chase down Lamar Jackson, you got Mark Ingram, Big Trust, Woo Woo. They're running away with and this one. And who, who else did they get? Didn't they draft uh, J.K. Dobbins? Or did they get Jonathan Taylor? I think they got J.K. Dobbins. I think it was J.K. Dobbins. So, they, they got all kinds of weapons. Hollywood Brown's been it, working out like crazy. So, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, Baltimore all the way. Chargers at the Buccaneers. Chargers at the Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers at home, man. I got I got TB12 at home with Mike Evans. Again, Chargers coming off a loss the week before prior at home to Carolina. Um, I think they're really going to struggle this year. 
Um, I know that, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit last week. Like, they had some of the most games where they lost by under seven points. Um, and I just don't think Tyrod does it for you yet. Uh, at this point, I still think you have Tyrod in um, as a quarterback before they change. So, I just think the Buccaneers are a little too much of an obstacle to overcome, especially when you're playing on the road. So, yeah. I agree. I mean, you're you're traveling across the United States, all the way across. Yeah, like you're you're going as far as you could go. Okay. And we both have them losing to Carolina, I think. <laughs> so you're already on so a I loss. Think, so yeah, the the, the Chargers are going to lose. Um, Seahawks at the Dolphins. I got Russell Wilson all the way, man. It's too much for the Dolphins to handle. The Dolphins are an up-and-coming team at this point. You know, you got Tua in, I imagine. Um, pro- may, might be his home debut. Just kind of depends on what they want to do here. Um, but um, just not enough. The youth is going to be um, an obstacle for them. I think Seattle's much more experienced. And Russell Wilson's just by far and away a better quarterback. It's not even close. Yeah, I have a... <clears throat> I would say Hawks winning too. It's it, it seems like there's some lopsided games this week, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty clear cut. Could be a good time for some fantasy pickups. You know Very I mean? good time for some fantasy pickups this week. This these weeks. Hollywood Brown might uh, have a day. Vikings at the Texans. This one's a bit harder for me. I still got Minnesota on the road. Um, I don't think they have enough to deal with Adam Thielen. Um, uh, and, and I like Dalvin Cook here in the situation. The Texans have historically not really been able to uh, play the play the run very well. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's going to come in and have a day. Um, yeah, the Texans are at home, and that gives them an advantage. But uh, Minnesota all the way here. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Deshaun could make some stuff happen. Deshaun's going to have to be a hero. For them to win it. Yeah, Minnesota's just better. For Deshaun, for the Texans to win any games this year, Deshaun's going to have to go off. He he just, you know, I I don't think they have enough. Who knows? I could be completely Uh, wrong in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb or the truth. I don't know. Saints at the Lions. Saints at the Lions. I got Saints all the way, man. I got Drew Brees. Um, sorry, Jeff Akuda. You know, maybe he gets his 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 one of his first picks in the year. Maybe he picks off Breeze. I doubt it. Um, but I just I just don't think they have enough. Lions are still rebuilding. You picked Detroit, didn't you? Yeah. Did you pick Detroit? At- really? It's it's Detroit at home. Okay. And I talk about this, man. Weird games happen in the NFL, and the Saints are one of those teams. Sometimes the Saints are bad, and I feel like they have a tendency to play down to their opponents. Okay. And a Saints-Lions game seems like that game, where Matt Patricia Trap game. rallies the troops for one week at home. <laughs> and he gets the boys going. Jeff Okuda picks off Breeze for his first career interception, takes it to the house or something. Like one of those like weird... Matthew Stafford goes out and has a day against that Saint defense. Tell you what, man, Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. This, this is it, Jackson. I'm telling you, the Lions are going to beat him. You know what scares me, Lucas, is like, and we talk about the NFL, we talk about our other stuff that we got going on too. You're just a prophet. I don't know what it is. 
how you're able to predict some of these things, but it scares me that it, it, that you could be right on this. That Matt Patricia is going to rally the boys <laughs> against Drew Brees <laughs> for that one week at home and weird stuff's going to I hate you. I'm still going the Saints, Saints are one on the of those road. teams, man. I mean, they went in and lost the first round of the playoffs. Like, you didn't expect them to lose. Yeah, absolutely not. I thought they were going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely like, thought they were uh, going to the Super Bowl. I was yeah, so dumbfounded. You used to have those times where it just seems like the Saints are not clicking. And that's what makes the NFL this, so great. You know? Yeah, and this jumps out at me, though. It's one of those games for some reason. This is just... Okay, fair, fair. Interesting. Browns at the Cowboys. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Cowboys going to win at home, man. Uh, I, I, I favor us a lot against the Browns. They've made some adjustments. Um, I hope, hopefully, we have Dak signed a long term contract. CD Lamb is going to have a day. Okay. The Browns weren't able to get Jadavian Clowney. That's going to hurt them. Um, I, I, I like the Cowboys in almost every advantage here. But what scares me, what scares me is OBJ and Jarvis Landry because we have a decimated secondary. This could be a closer game than what I'm comfortable with. Um, I think it'll be a good game. But I'm I'm still picking the boys at home. I think it'll be a really good game. I think the key is going to be getting the run going. We're going to talk about the Cowboys getting the run going a little bit and take it or leave it. Love it. I got a question about it. And... uh, I think that's going to be really important for you against the Browns because Baker Mayfield's a gunslinger and he may throw three interceptions, but he might throw six touchdowns too. Yeah, <laughs> you want to control the tempo, control the game clock. So hope you know maybe maybe Zeke will take out his nose ring and you know start carrying the ball well again. Who knows? Worst game of the week, I think. Absolutely. Jaguars at Bengals. I'm giving it to Joe Burrow at home. He's at home. Ooh. He's at home. It's his, you know, he, he's got to start playing well sometime. He's got A.J. Green that's healthy. Um, uh, he's got, I don't know, man. He's got that charisma and everything going. He's playing against Gardner Minshew, who is the worst quarterback in the NFL um, by far and away. So Jaguars on the road. I don't favor them on the road in any game. <clears throat> This could be, you know what, Lucas, when I when I look at this game, you talk about this game being a jump out, like the Lions game being one of those like weird things that could happen. This strikes this me is. as a game that could be one of the most entertaining games throughout the year. Like it could be just like, kind of this, like this back and forth, like who thought the Jaguars and Bengals were going to duke it out? You know what I mean? Like this seems like a throwaway yeah. game that no one would like to watch, but it could somehow be wildly entertaining. And we're going to talk yeah. about Joe hey, Burrow in the fall. A- I could see Stephen A. Smith saying, I done told y'all. I done told y'all, man. Joe Burrow is that man. He is the truth. He has statistically the best year of a college quarterback ever in the history. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could just... And then Max could be like, yeah, what this- did I say, man? Joe Burrow's the truth, man. Like, <laughs> he's just talking, swag-goo. Like, I, I don't know. I could just... I feel like it's one of those one of those games that could just pop out at me. So, I'm a good <clears throat> Burrow. Uh, this definitely has, like, weirdness written all over it, right? Because yeah. there, there's a chance that Gardner Minshew flashes in this game. Yeah. And there is a chance that Joe Burrow flashes in this game. There's mm-hmm. also a chance that Jacksonville defense comes in and just punches them in the face. Right? Right. Part of me really wants to pick Jacksonville. Because yeah. I think a lot of people are writing Jacksonville off more than they should. Including me. Because of their defense. Especially me. Uh, 
but I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Bengals because I think the Bengals have improved this year. I think so too. So I'm picking Cincinnati at home. Plus Let's it's a go, home Lucas. game. It's a home um, game. Colts at the Bears. Rematch of the Super Bowl 41, I believe. Uh, Indianapolis Colts up against Chicago Bears. That that nasty Brian Urlacher defense against Peyton Manning and the perennial uh, wide receiver duo with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Gotta love, that was an incredible Super Bowl to watch, by the way. Um, I got the Colts on the road here. I like Phillip Rivers um, up against that Chicago defense. I think that Chicago defense is going to cause a lot of problems for him, but... Let me rephrase how I'm saying this. I like Phillip Rivers over at this time, still Mitch Trubisky. It's week four. You got the Colts coming on the road. They're probably at this point three and zero, if not two and one. Right? They're riding high. They're feeling good about their about themselves. We we looked at their schedule. They have one of those weird schedules where they could possibly pop off at five and two, six and one, or seven and zero at the beginning of the year. And I feel like this is one of those games, too, where they go in, they went on the road, and then we have that talk about Phillip Rivers and having a resurgence, going to another team, leaving the Chargers and going to the Saints and Drew Brees, leaving the Chargers and going to the Colts with Phillip Rivers. Those little parallels are going to start to be drawn for us here on ESPN. So I, I got I got Indy. I've got the Bears. Really? Okay. okay. I mean, it's not a bad yeah. pick. Um, I am scared of the Colts. The Colts scare me. But I also think you're traveling to Chicago. Yeah. And in my head, in this matchup, the defense that's been together and is a group of studs beats the high potential, hasn't really played a lot together offense. Okay. Okay. Chemistry. And I think Khalil Mack gets to that slow, slow, slow quarterback, Phillip Rivers. That man is a statue, okay? All right, him and Big Ben are two of the slowest quarterbacks I've ever seen. It pains me to say that I actually think Tom Brady is more athletic than both of them. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to go with the Bears. Okay. No matter who's playing quarterback. Um... Yeah, Just I wrote them off. Of the defense. I wrote them off because of Mitch Trubisky, and I, they're at home. They are at home, but I feel like it's you know Mitch Trubisky, and I mean, I like that indie uh, indie defense as well. Cardinals at the Panthers. This is one of those games I really struggled with. Me and Lucas talked about this in the pre-show. Um, <clears throat> it was a Steelers Titans game in this game where I was, I got down to these two picks and I couldn't make my decision. I was going back and forth. Um, you got the Panthers at home. They're coming off a road win in in L.A. against the Chargers in my scenario, right, for my predictions. So they're feeling good. But at the same time, the Cardinals have D-hop. And I don't think the Panthers have an answer for that. I like what the Panthers have been able to do at quarterback. I think it's going to help them. I think Christian McCaffrey is you know, an automatically top three, if not top two running back in the game. I don't think it's going to be enough. I feel like you got two Hall of Fame wide receivers. Kyler Murray is going to be tested on the road. I think he shows up. Um, the Cardinals are kind of that weird team this year to where it's like, we talked about this before the beginning of the show, like low-key might be kind of a dark horse. I don't think they're going to do well enough over the year to like, you know, maybe they make the playoffs or whatever. I think they're in an incredibly tough division and that hurts them. I think if they're in the NFC East, they might low-key run away with it. But... 
They're not. They're in the NFC West, and they got to battle it out against the Rams and the Seahawks and the 49ers. So I have the Cardinals on the road here. I, I'm leaning towards that Cardinals offense. That's what's going to get it for me over the Panthers' defense. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Panthers. Okay. And you brought him up. Christian McCaffrey. He's such it's a at good. home. He's so good. And I think Christian McCaffrey is about to go off against the Cardinals. Okay. Fantasy owners. Be aware. Be sure he is on your starting lineup. <laughs> if for any reason he was not already, if you have Derrick Henry and like Mark Ingram and Christian McCaffrey and what's a, what's a fourth and Ezekiel Elliott, if you have all four of those halfbacks, first of all, you, you drafted, make sure Christian McCaffrey is starting that week. <laughs> first of all, you, if you have those four running backs, you drafted absolutely incredibly. I don't know how you managed to get all those four <laughs> running backs on your team at the same time. You, you're a you're a prophet. You don't know how to manipulate everything, but the best. <laughs> start Christian McCaffrey in this game. It's it's one of those weird games, man. I don't know. That's a close game for me. I, I, D Hop really is my reason. This next one's a weird one too. So Giants at the Rams. This was hard. In this, for all, me. in this, dude, this is it's funky. Who would have thought? It's funky, man. It's a I funky got, week, man. I got day. I got. I got my little you know, nail clippers in my hand because I can't make my decision. I got to fidget with something. Okay. I got. I, I got Daniel Jones on the road in L.A. Right. You got Saquon. I imagine their coaching staff is, is a bit better. Um, but the Rams are at home and New York has to go all the way across the country. And it's not easy to be able to do that and go on the road on a short week and do this. So I I got the Rams at home. Like they gotta beat somebody, right? Like I I I don't have a lot of trust in New York. I um and let me look at my records here from last week. I can pull them up. Okay, so the so the four were at home the week before, and we're we're looking at the Rams. Because I'm going to take this into account here, Lucas. Where are my Rams? My Rams were on the road before up in New York, so they're both kind of traveling here. Uh, They're on the road to Buffalo the week before. I I got to go the Rams at home. I just I do. I I like Cooper Cup. Yeah, I went I went with the Rams too. Um, Part of me was to pick the Giants. Because the Rams are another team, I think they slip. They have these weird slips, especially in the beginning of the year when I don't think they've maybe had time to catch fire yet. But at the end of the day, Giants traveling all the way across. I got to go with the Rams. Next up, Mr. Jackson. What's up? Bills at the Raiders. Funny, ain't it? All right, so Las Vegas, right? You're in Vegas. You're in the in the black hole, as they say, in that um, amazing stadium. I've, I've, I've stayed in Vegas a couple times. So I've seen that stadium start to get built, and it looks really cool. I would love to go to a Vegas it looks like game. like a spaceship. It looks like a spaceship. Lucas, like, it looks like the Death Star. It really does. Like, we're going to have to go to a Vegas game at some point in time because I think that would be really, really cool. I got the Raiders at home uh, in an upset against the Bills here. Um, I, yeah, man, I think it's kind of, it's kind of the one of those weird games like you said lucas weird weird stuff happens at home i almost slipped up there but weird stuff happens at home you're in the black hole you know josh allen on the road is not as good as josh allen at home and i don't know man henry ruggs just feels like he's gonna have a day at this uh, on the during this game i don't know i don't know what it is uh knock on wood if you're with me with john gruden you know i i don't know i just dumps out of me I, i had to pick the raiders I can't be knocking. I got the Bills. Okay? Because the Bills are the weird team that does the weird thing. Okay? 
Yeah. I feel like the Raiders are one of the teams that lose the weird games, and the Bills are the teams that win the weird games. I got the Bills winning. Next up, last year this game would have looked awesome, and then this year this game just looks pitiful. Patriots at the Chiefs. Yeah, Patriots at the Chiefs here, man, is kind of... It's just about as one side as you can get. The Chiefs are going to win. The Chiefs are going to win this game. I mean, the Chiefs are at home. I'm sorry. Kansas City all the way. I think think this next game is like that, too. Eagles at the 49ers. I I don't see the Eagles being able to beat the 49ers. I think it's super one-sided. And I think the 49ers have to win. And they're at home. So I'm going to pick the 49ers to help out my buddy Jackson. All right. Yeah. Got to help them out, get the Eagles that loss. Got to get the Cowboys moving on up in the standings a little bit. Okay, we're looking good because the Cowboys are going to win this week, right? Who are, the, who are they playing? Cowboys. Okay, Cowboys are playing the Cowboys Browns. Cowboys playing the Browns. The Cowboys, so the are, Cowboys win. are at home. Okay. And, and the Eagles are going to lose. And everything's working out to our master plan, Jack. So I'm the telling 49ers you, beat the 49ers at home, Sunday night football, under the lights. Nick Bosa doing his thing, revamp team, Jimmy Garoppolo in his chiseled jaw right before they go and get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, yeah, 49ers all the way. Sorry, Carson Wentz. Uh, last game, Falcons at the Packers, Jackson. I've got the Packers demolishing the Falcons. Maybe not demolishing them, um, but I've got a question about Aaron Rodgers coming up and take your leave it after this. And I, There's some interesting things going on, okay? Yeah, 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 for sure. I got the Packers at home as well. Packers notoriously do very well in primetime games at home. You're playing in Lambeau, one of the most legendary places ever. It depends. Matty Ice is kind of it's kind, it's kind of fluky, right? Are we gonna get MVP Matty Ice? We're we gonna get Matty Ice as kind of you know eh, average, right? 2017 or 2018 off the rebound Matty Ice. I don't know. Never know. So you never I, know. You know, I got the Packers at home. I think they got too much. Aaron Rodgers definitely wins that quarterback matchup, uh, even if they're not drafting a first round offensive pick to help him out. He still has Devontae Adams. They found their running back last year. Their defense is only getting better. Even Coach Matt Leffler Croissant will not be able to impede his own team from beating the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Lukewarm. Lukewarm at Falcons. best. Todd Gurley. Listen, bro. You start off. It happens. Okay, it happened to Steven Jackson. It's going to happen to Todd Gurley. You have a good career in, in St. Louis or L.A. And you go to Atlanta and you fall off. It's just history. It's facts. I'm sorry. Todd Gurley, low-key, a fantasy yeah. trap this year. Facts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for our for our week four picks. Next up, Jackson, we've got your favorite. Take it or leave it, baby. Okay. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Take It or Leave It is a segment we do every single week where I give Jackson like five statements, questions, concerns, whatever you want to call them. And he takes it or he leaves it. And it's a good time. And we talk about some strange things and weird things happen in the NFL. So we do weird things like this. So let's do it. Let's Let's get to it, baby. I'm ready. Number one, Jackson, take it or leave it. Tua should start day one. Leave it. I think you rest Tua as much as possible. I think he's coming off an injury. I know there's been several reports that his leg is probably even stronger than it was before. He looks great. You know, you got a young team. They're ready to to sort of pounce on this weak AFC East. The the blood is in the water. Brady is gone. The time is now to strike. I get that argument, and I can respect that. Whichever way they decide to go, I, I, I can understand. I can get it. But he's your franchise guy. You drafted him at number five. Yeah, number five. He is 
your future. Your offensive line it needs to be rebuilt significantly. You addressed it in the draft. That's great. You added a lot of key players. That's fantastic. But the last thing we need is Tua to go out there week two or week four, okay, and it's one crazy hit, right, uh, i.e. Haloti Nada hit from the Baltimore Ravens onto Robert Griffin III, effectively almost ending ending his starting career. One hit. One minute, he's the 2012 Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, set to sign a big contract. He had one point, he had more touch, he had more incompletions than he had interceptions or something like that. Or it was uh, more touchdowns than incompletions at one point in his uh, during the 2012 campaign. It was like by week five or something. He had four incompletions and like... I don't know, something like 10 touchdowns or something stupid. It was insane. So That's wild. You just don't, yeah, it's, it's actually crazy. Next minute, he's a backup for Baltimore. He's been traveling as a backup for a while. He's just not the same guy. I don't want something like that to happen to Tua. I think you have a good quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. You let him play for one more year, one solid year. You rest Tua, let him learn the offense, learn the lingo, keep drafting, and then you put him in. I... I understand you want to sell tickets too, but so I can get it. But I, th- I rest him. I rest him for a year. I think if uh, <clears throat> if you're trying to build your team right, if mm-hmm. you're following the plan, the master plan, you know, I think that's what you do. Mm-hmm. As a coach, that's probably, or as a GM, that's probably what you want to do. You know, um, I also think there's a lot of pressure that's put on from fans. So there's probably a lot of pressure put on by. Um, players on the team that don't want to be bad this year, that don't want to waste a year, specifically high-end free agents that you spent a lot of money on getting. Yeah. Um, what I think they should do is is they probably should do that. Like, if I'm looking at it completely objectively, that's what they should do. I think they'll start Tua, though. I think Tua yeah. will be their quarterback from day one. I think that... I think there's too many pressures on him not to. You draft this guy at number five, put him on the field, sell tickets, get fans in the stands. Sell tickets and don't waste. Go. Like, like try to win. After you just did what you did last year, you kind of owe it to your fan. I get that argument. Totally understand that. I'm oh. in my head. I'm playing the long game for success with the franchise. Yeah, well, it, it, like, it definitely makes sense, but I can definitely see like a Byron Jones being upset. Right. I signed this long-term deal to come to this team. I want to win now. I don't want to waste my time. I want to, and I, and I get that. You want to strike when the water, you know, when the iron's hot, you want to, the blood's in the water. Brady's gone. AFC East is completely up for grabs. Any one of them, those teams can win it. You go for it. The Patriots have never been as weak as they are right now. Never. Underneath Bill Belichick. Never. They won that. They won that division, Lucas, from 2009 to 2019. They had ten straight years of winning that division, and they're tired of it. So I get it. Number two, Zeke will return to being a NFL rushing leader. Ooh. I want to. Ooh. What, what kind of ties into this is? Do you think Mike McCarthy? We'll get the Cowboys back on track. In my head, get them back on track by 
returning to running the football because it really seemed like last year it was like we want to be because it's popular to be a we want to be an NFL offense that throws the ball all over the place and Dak Prescott's going to be a, a league leading passer and in, in, in all this stuff right right but that obviously didn't work and there was obviously some problems with that mm-hmm. and I understand you had the coach that you had but and I know you're going to be under some pressure because you're going to pay Dak whatever it is that he's going to get paid you paid Amari Cooper yeah um but you also paid Zeke and you've paid that offensive line and the bottom line is what works in the NFL nine times out of ten is running the football if you have Rams made it to the Super Bowl they ran the football yeah you know what I mean like absolutely it just happened Tennessee has a lot of success they ran the football San Francisco Seattle with Marshawn Lynch it, it time and time again over history we've seen this and why does it work so well? Because it opens up the rest of your playbook. If you're able to run the ball, you can do play action. You can do trick plays. You can throw back and spread and give them different looks. It makes it keeps you two dimensional. You can do it on both sides. I would love to see us do that. Here's my only caveat. Two points. Number one, Mike McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers, they didn't really ever have a leading rusher. I don't know if that's because they didn't draft one or if they didn't go after one to sign one, but they never really had like, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't have that two to like that, that second dimension in his game to where we're going to run the football and that's going to open up Aaron Rodgers being successful. He's always thrown the ball for 40 times a game or more, at least when he was under Mac McCarthy, he was the, he was the guy. Number two. So I don't know if Mike McCarthy is like, I have Z- maybe maybe he, he just didn't. Changed. Yeah, he says change. Maybe he just ha- he didn't have a Zeke. He didn't have a Cowboy O line, right? So maybe he's willing to do that. That's just one caveat. I'm not sure. It's a question mark for me. Also Number- makes your defense better when you can run the ball. Absolutely, I love running the football, and we, we as a we as Cowboys, like as a Cowboy team, have been way more successful when Zeke is a leading rusher or in the top two or three in the NFL in terms of yards per carry. We just are. That's just how. That's our DNA. Only other thing is we lost Travis Frederick. He is a huge was a huge part of our running success. Zeke's yards per carry went down significantly when Travis Frederick was out for one year with his autoimmune disease. He's now retired. I don't think we have an, a really good answer in terms of a replacement center. I think we're going to have a good enough center. But you can't replace an all-pro in the snap of a finger. I think be, I think because of my question mark with Mike McCarthy, historically his how his teams have been and because we lost such a key piece of our line i don't think he'll be able to return to that form but i hope that mike mccarthy puts us back on track for attempting to get us there regardless of our personnel i hope he puts us on that on that path whether or not we'll be successful i don't know but i'm really hoping he pushes for we paid Zeke ninety million guaranteed over you know five or six years. We're going to use our running back. Right. Next up, Aaron Rodgers will have a prove it year, and what I mean by this is that Aaron Rodgers is going out, and he's not necessarily like seeking revenge, but he's going out and he's like, "I'm Aaron Rodgers." Like, yeah. you drafted a quarterback. You drafted Jordan Love. Who were you? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Let me let me show you. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm a bad man. He is know? a bad man. I'll tell you what, in that NFC North, it's incredibly competitive. Right? You got Minnesota, you got Chicago. Hopefully they get better. 
But I still have Green Bay as a dominant team because of that Batman Aaron Rodgers. He's been an MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion. And now he actually has a running game. He has a running back that he can trust. He has Devontae Adams, who, by the way, should be healthy. Right? I know they lost Ty Montgomery, but you but you still have Geronimo Allison. You have some, like, he has made unknown players relevant. Doesn't matter who his receivers are. If he loses Randall Cobb, he picks up Devontae Adams, they keep going. Right? Loses Jordy Nelson, they pick up Randall Cobb, he keeps going. Like, he makes people... He is a type of quarterback that makes his receivers better. Just period. Point Tom Brady. Like that. He, he, he is that kind of uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's like that. He just has that ability. And while Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, and now that you add another dimension in that offense, regardless of Matt Leffler, I see no reason why Aaron Rodgers doesn't go out, especially with them drafting Jordan Love and signaling to Aaron Rodgers that he is now on the clock. For him to go out and be like, you know what? I'm just going to show everybody that I am – the purest passer up until Patrick Mahomes has entered the league like that the league has ever seen. I am that guy. Discount, double check, put the belt back on. All right, stay far. Let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, Number four, DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins says uh-huh. he is the best wide receiver. All right, you've seen that where he came out and said he's yep. the best wide receiver in the league, whatever. Um. And he doesn't. He's never complained about his quarterback. That's what he was talking about. He was like, "I've gone out there with bad quarterbacks, and I still do DeAndre Hopkins thing." Right. So, can he put up number one best wide receiver numbers with the Cardinals, specifically with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray? I don't think so because I think you're in a downgrade from Kyler Murray from Deshaun Watson to Kyler Murray. I think Deshaun Watson, I mean, and here's the thing. Deshaun Watson is much more proven quarterback. He's much more accurate. We've seen him for longer. He's just that guy. Kyler Murray, there's still some question marks on him. He's he's going into his sophomore year. So we'll see. Also, some targets are going to be taken away because you have Larry Fitzgerald. So, and that's just the nature of the beast. I think that's going to help out D-Hop because they also have to worry about Larry. So he's probably going to get a, some more one-on-one looks which will be great for him. I just don't have as much confidence in Kyler Murray that I did in Deshaun Watson or as much confidence in Kyler Murray as I do when comparing to Michael Thomas with Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to put the ball in the right spot every single time because he's Drew Brees. And Michael Thomas is going to go get it because he's Michael Thomas. Now, right. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be able to get anything you throw at him. I, I, it's not, like you said, Lucas, it's like the dude has seven hands or something. Like he, it, it, His, his wingspan is ridiculous. Like it, it, It's insane. He's going to be able – he's still going to put up – Top, like top wide receiver numbers, like elite top five. I don't know if he's going to be able to put up, you know, number one numbers with Murray this year. I think he's downgraded in the quarterback position, but he's upgraded in team around him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely agree. I think uh, putting up number one numbers is going to be hard, but I definitely think he can put up numbers. I think Absolutely. the Cardinals are going to come out, and I think they want to throw the ball. Right, yeah. and they and they want to prove um, that they're a super exciting offense in the league, and they want to bring the fans in and stuff. So I really think he's going to have some good numbers. Pick him up on the fantasy squad, absolutely. But don't, but don't expect him to be the best, and don't expect him to win a lot of games. I don't think either. Yeah, but I think he'll get numbers. Um, last one, Jackson. Ooh. Baker Mayfield will have a better season than Joe Burrow and Kyler Murray. 
Ooh. Yes. Yes, he will. He's been studying more tape. He shot way less commercials. Okay, so I know he's fo- there's he's got to be focused on on football. I would hope that he's focused on football. A new coach has come in. A new regime is underway. I hope that that helps him, right? Because I think Baker Mayfield has a tremendous amount of talent and a tremendous amount of potential. He's got OBJ hungry and wanting to prove that he's a top-tier wide receiver in the NFL. He still has Jarvis Landry. They upgraded the O-line. They're getting Miles Garrett back. There's no reason why this team shouldn't be a top threat in the NFL. Mm -hmm. It comes down to coaching and management and keeping the players on the same path, not letting the players run everything. You need an adult in the room. And I hope that they found their guy that is the adult in the room and can keep everybody on track and on board. So Joe Burrow, while he's an amazing talent, had the best college football statistical year ever. He's still with a young team that is has a lot of holes and a lot of problems. I don't and yes, he has AJ Green, but that's pretty much it. I Baker Mayfield has way more to work with. Now Kyler Murray has the best wide receiver in the NFL. He has D Hop. And he has he has a and they're gonna throw the ball and he's you know, he's probably going to have a statistically pretty good year. So that's that's kind of worrisome. But I think Baker Mayfield will have a more successful year in terms of record. Um, I, I I think the Browns, should they should be better this year. They should be. Just hopefully they got the right coach. They just need management. Yep. I agree. I definitely think uh, – Mayfield has the better year. I think he's in the best position to success compared to or to succeed. Sorry, agreed. Compared to the other players, he's got more complete. Uh, so I think he's got to. Yeah, absolutely. Should be fun. Should be fun. It's going to be a great year, man. We're we're through week four on our predictions. So that's the first month of the season. The first quarter, as you say, is done and dusted, right? And seven teams are going to make the playoffs this year for each conference. So that's going to be really fun. And who's going to be that like weird wild card team that matches up with, you know, number three and has an upset? It's going to be, oh man, I can't wait, Lucas. We're counting down. It's a great time to the season starts, brother. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. All right. But anyway, guys, that's it for us for Go For Two. Uh, we can be found where all podcasts can be heard. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google. We're on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash Go For Two Podcast. Check us out on there. Leave some comments down below. Casey's getting lonely. Okay. Shout out to Casey. Casey, thank you so much for the continued comments and support. We, there's, it really does mean a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you, man. Without your comments, like it'd be kind of dry at the beginning of episodes. So thank you. Thank you. But guys, give Casey it's a little bit of love. Time. Yeah. Give Casey a little bit of love. Give us some competition down there he's getting a little lonely he's getting a little crazy so help him out a little bit um but that's all from that's it from us here in the studio thank you guys so much and we'll see you on the next one we love you bye this is